Well, good morning, my beautiful family. Morning, Nine days until Christmas. Are you ready? Yes. Ooh, I heard, I heard yes, and I heard some, oh, no. I, <laughs> Nine days. Listen, it truly is the most wonderful time of year. Just, it's just, you know, even the old fuddy-duddies are nice this time of year, you know what I mean? And so um, it's just so great. I'm so glad you're here today. And um, and looking back over this year and um, thinking about what it is that I would want to share you the, share with you these last couple Sundays of this year, I got thinking back to who were the some of the first people to hear the good news of the birth of Jesus. Some of the first people to hear the good news were some stanky old shepherds. <laughs> and you need to know that in, uh, in, in the biblical times, you know, if a young boy went to his mom and dad and said, hey, guess what, folks? I want to be a shepherd. Let's just say it wasn't like having a scholar in the family, okay? Like they, were, they weren't super excited about their son ended up being a shepherd. They were thought of to not be super bright. And, um, you know, they're out there in the fields with those animals all day. And so they are stinky. And, and um, it wasn't really something that uh, a group of people that were highly regarded. And isn't it just like Jesus to, to reach out to them that they would be some of the first to hear about his birth? And that got me then reading some of the words of Jesus. You know, in a lot of our Bibles, the words of Jesus are in red, right? And so I started just reading some of these things, and there's several times where Jesus refers to himself as a shepherd, a lowly, stinking old shepherd. You know what I mean? And so I titled my message this morning, Why Do I Need a Shepherd? Turn to your neighbor and say, Why do I need a shepherd? Like, why, why should that bring us any kind of comfort? Any, you know, we all know this. It, can, can I get a big amen on this? We all know we need a Savior, right? Amen. amen. So we get that. We need a Savior. We need Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of our life. We understand that. How many of you know we want Jesus to be the friend that sticks closer than a brother, right? To be there for us, to be... What should we feel when Jesus says, hey, you guys, I'm a shepherd. <laughs> like, what should, what, what, why should that mean anything to us at all? Why, Matt, do I need a shepherd? Why do you need a shepherd? What, what should that, what emotion should come up in us from this thing of Jesus saying, not just I am a shepherd, I am a good shepherd. Why should we, why do I need a shepherd? I thought I'd take a few moments today, family, to teach you some simple truth, some simple but powerful truth, why I need a shepherd. And you, you need a shepherd. First, family, number one, there in your notes, I need a good shepherd to lead me through the battlefield of my mind. Amen? Amen. <laughs> I need a good shepherd to lead me through the battlefield of my mind. It's the mind. That's the place 
where our enemy whispers those lies to us, telling us we're not going to make it and it's not going to get any better. The battlefield of our mind is where he tries to take us out. Amen. The battlefield of our mind is what keeps us up at night, laying there tossing and turning, looking simple, right? It's a, you, you look at the clock and it's like 12, one, two, and you know, so here's the deal, Ron. I know you could probably talk to several pastors across America and they would probably tell you, when I wake up at two in the morning, I just begin to pray. I'm mad. <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning, when, I'm, when I wake up, I'm not praying, I'm mad, Vicki. Maybe I need to be more spiritual, but I'm mad at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Those thoughts. Just racing. What if? What about? How are you going to? How is this going to turn out? And how, it, you know, it seems like those thoughts just wait until bedtime. What if it's something more serious? What if someone finds out? The battlefield of our mind. The place where, in the word of God, it says that we have authority. We have authority to take captive those thoughts that say those things to you, that what are you going to do, and how are you going to make it, and what if it's terrible news, and do you know what those thoughts end up making us feel like? Those thoughts end up making us feel like, guess what, I'm more powerful than Jesus. Those thoughts, the Word of God says, exalt themselves above the name of Jesus. They make us feel like, oh, geez, oh no, geez, I'm a lot more powerful than Jesus. We need a good shepherd that won't be disgusted by some of those selfish thoughts that go through our minds. We need a good shepherd that won't be disgusted by, and let's just be real, I know it's Christmas, but let's be real. We need a good shepherd that won't be disgusted by some of the dirty thoughts that go through our minds. Can I get an amen? amen. Okay, good, you didn't leave me up here looking like, looking crazy. Yeah, we need a good shepherd that when those thoughts that we don't matter. And what's the use? And we need a good shepherd. Kenny, that will, when all we see is landmines in front of us, and I don't know which way to step, we need a good shepherd to say, Kenny, you keep your eyes on me. I know where every landmine is. You just keep your eyes on me. I know where, and just follow me. Just follow me. We need a good shepherd to help us remember the truth. When our mind is racing and racing and racing, we need a good shepherd that will show up and say, shh, peace, be still. 
And we have the authority in those moments, Roger, to take our hands, to put them right there and to say, peace, be still. I need a good shepherd. Because there are times where my mind goes places, it's got no business going. And so our good shepherd says, think on things that are lovely and pure and of a good report. Yeah, but what about? Think on the truth that I'm with you and that I'm for you. But I'm scared, God. God, I'm scared. We need a good shepherd to just say, peace, be still. The battlefield, those thoughts that say, I'm bigger than Jesus. We have the authority to say, no, you ain't. (laughs) To take every thought that exalts itself to say, no. You will bow. You will bow to the name of Jesus. Number two, family. I need a good shepherd to heal the brokenness in my heart. And I know some of you were fine with me talking about the battlefield of the mind. But now that I'm talking about a broken heart, it's like, why did you have to go there, man? I recently watched a couple documentaries. A bunch of doctors. They were talking to a bunch of doctors. And they were talking about the prevalence of disease over the last 15 or 20 years in people who there's no family history. There's no family history of depression or there's no family history of cancer or there's no What's going on in this situation? What's happening? So these doctors begin to share a hypothesis that they believe that many, many people have gotten stuck somewhere in their journey of grief. That there was some kind of loss. Maybe the loss of a a dream or the loss of a spouse or a parent or a child. There was some kind of something that caused profound grief. And maybe someone passed away six months ago and maybe it was 12 years ago or maybe it was 25 years ago. And their, their hypothesis was this. That this profound grief was having profound impact 
on people's physical health and emotional health. And it got me thinking about when my oldest brother passed away. And I remember Diva and I going home for the funeral and it being just super sad and, and me doing what I generally do in those situations, keeping it together for everybody making sure everybody's okay and just keeping it together. And um, I remember several years after he had passed away, 12, 15 years, something like that, after he had passed away, being asked to speak about it at Hope for the Holidays that we do here. And I remember preparing my message that I was going to speak on, and I remember uh, there was about 50, 60 people that gathered for Hope for the Holidays, and I stood up in front of them and was ready to share about losing my brother. And I froze. And so there's a room full of people, and can you imagine me not talking? <laughs> can you I just start crying. And I remember saying to Glenda Brown, a gal who organizes that, I remember standing there saying, I, I, I can't do this. Like, and here we are, <laughs> and I, I am here to talk to you about how I dealt with my brother dying, and the truth is, I haven't. Amen. I haven't, I, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, the problem with a broken heart is what most of us want to do is we want to just keep it hidden. I'll just deal with it on my own. And we lose parents and grandparents and nieces and nephews and siblings and God forbid children. And life goes on. Life just goes on. And maybe it wasn't some kind of loss like that for you. Maybe it was a life-altering, divorce. And you didn't realize how horrific it would be. What in the world do we need a shepherd for? Jesus is not put off by our brokenness. Jesus is never like, oh, come on, it's been a year. <laughs> what you doing? I mean, you got fired a year ago. You're still grieving over that? Oh, come on, they, they passed away three years ago. You're still moping around. That's what we do to ourselves. We need a good shepherd who we can go to and just say, today sucks. And I need you to help me. And know that what our good shepherd will do is he will lead us beside still waters. 
He'll say, even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, guess what? I feel like my legs are buckling. That's okay. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick you up and throw you over my shoulders, baby. I'm a good shepherd. I know it still hurts. I know that. What in the world do we need a shepherd for? We need a shepherd to help us face reality. To not swallow it down and to not say I'll deal with it another time. We need a good shepherd that we can just go to and cry our eyes out sometimes. <laughs> you ever just need to throw a temper tantrum at some time? You know what I mean? We need a good shepherd that we can just go sit at his feet and say, why? <laughs> why, doggone it? <laughs> And know that he's a good shepherd that won't run away when things get tough. That won't be like, you know what, I'm out of here. This is too twisted. This is, I'm gone. I'm go we have a good shepherd that will take all the pieces of our broken heart and mend it. We have a good shepherd that is so good. Let me tell you how good he is when it comes to these hearts. Even in the times when your own heart condemns you, guess what the word of God says our good shepherd is? It says he is greater than our heart. Even when our own heart condemns us, he's great. Would you do me a favor? Would you turn to your neighbor and say, oh, you need a shepherd. Tell him, oh, you, oh, oh yeah, you, you need a shepherd. Yes, yeah. Trust me, baby. You need a shepherd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need a shepherd. <laughs> Whatever it is has caused your heart to break. Jesus is like, I've got it. I'm the good shepherd. Lastly, family, I need a good shepherd to restore my soul. Can everybody do your pastor a favor? Can you just do this? <sighs> I need a good shepherd to restore my soul. What do I mean? Talked about your mind, the center of your thinking place, the thoughts, the, the talked about your heart, the seat of the emotions that we could. What do I mean when I say soul? Our soul is that place where life seems to imprint on. Our soul is that place where I watch this thing telling you about this documentary and these doctors sat there 
not Christian doctors, but these, they sat there and openly and honestly shared that they think what's happening is that the, our souls are so traumatized, our souls are so wounded that it's actually bleeding out into our cells. It's actually like affecting the way we move through life. Do you get where I'm going? It, it, I know that our souls can be cluttered. Our souls can be complicated. It's that place where you can fool all of the people all of the time, but your soul You might be able to distract your mind with some other things, and you might be able to fill your heart with some other stuff, but your soul? You can't run away from your soul. And so too often, as Christians, we ignore our souls. And so our souls end up being cluttered and unmonitored. Our souls end up being dark and heavy. We need a good shepherd who also identifies himself as the lover of our soul. Who will look at the things that we've been through in our lives and who will come along and administrate the hurt and the confusion and the pain. We need a good shepherd that when our soul is crying out and when our soul feels like it is this barren desert wasteland. Have you ever had times where you just don't feel anything? You just feel like your soul is numb. We need a good shepherd that says, I love your soul. I'm the redeemer of your soul. I'm the one that shines light in your soul. I think of the word restore. When I think of his promise that I will restore your soul. You know what I'm reminded of? Is that jerk the enemy who comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to rob from us. And Jesus says, it's okay, baby. Because everything that he thinks he has taken away from you. I am the restorer. We need a, a good shepherd to allow the rain of his presence to fall on those dry and 
weary places in our soul. The Lord is our shepherd. And we shall not want for anything good because he is the good shepherd that won't lead us into places that will destroy us, that won't lead us to places where we will be defeated, but will only lead us to places that cause us You need a good shepherd because your mind is out of control right now. You need a good shepherd and you have him. Merry Christmas. You have him. You need a good shepherd because there's no shame in admitting that your heart is still broken. There's no shame in that. Don't be in a rush. I'm a good shepherd. I'm not saying, come on, come on, it's been four years. Come on. You need a good shepherd because our hearts can take us places that we have nowhere being, no, nowhere, no business being. We need and we have a good shepherd because our souls can be complicated. Complicated. So we need a good shepherd that will lead us to victory. That will lead us to a place of wholeness. When's the last time you felt whole? And so here's what I want to do. I want you to stand if you would. And if you're not ashamed, if you're not too embarrassed, and we're all family, you guys, come on. If you know, my goodness, Pastor Matt, I know the one for me. I need a shepherd for my mind. I want you to just lay your hands on your head. Like that's yours. That, that, I need a shepherd for this mind, Pastor Matt. <laughs> and I want you to just say the words of Jesus. Would you say, peace, be still. For those of us, it's like, it's my heart. All right, my, my, my mind's all right today, Pastor Matt. My mind's okay today. It's my heart. There's some unforgiveness there. It's my heart, Pastor Matt. It's still broken because of this loss or that loss. I need to just keep bringing it to you and, and, and not, not put that pressure on myself to just be over it or quit talking about it. or quit. I need to just keep bringing you. This isn't a one-time deal. I need to just keep bringing you my... If you know your heart 
needs a good shepherd, would you just lay your hand on your heart and say, here's my heart, Jesus. Take it all. Not 99%. Take it all, Jesus. Sometimes I'll hide places. Jesus, there'll be times where I'll keep a room locked. It's like, you can have 95% of my heart, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Just be happy with 95% of it. Let me just keep this 5% hidden. Unlock the door and just say, here it is, Lord. Here's all of my heart. Here it is. Heal it, Jesus. And just take both your hands if it's like, it's my soul. Just put it on your gut. Just put it on your gut. Just the, the core of it. Just the, like if, if it's like, I'm, my soul, my soul needs to be refreshed. My soul needs to be revived and restored. Just say, do it again in me, Jesus. Restore my soul. God, it's my prayer and my desire today that we would be just completely transparent with you. That we would hear you saying, I am the good shepherd. I'm not a hired hand that'll run away when trouble comes. I'm a good shepherd that will stand in every fight with you and cause you to overcome. I'm a good shepherd. And no one can snatch you out of my hand. I'm a good shepherd. No one can take you away from me. You're mine. You're mine. And what that means is, is you hear my voice. You're my my sheep and you hear my voice I'm with you leading you to victory in your mind I'm with you causing you to overcome in your heart I'm with you pouring out the rain of my presence in your soul you are mine. I am the good shepherd and you are my sheep. Thank you for that truth, Jesus. Thank you for that gift, Jesus. In your beautiful name we pray. Amen. Amen. One last time. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, oh, I need a shepherd. <laughs> I, I get it now. I get, trust me, I need a shepherd. <laughs> yeah. You have him. And he's the best shepherd that any of us could ever hope or dream for. I love you from the bottom of my heart, family. Have a great day today.